most salespeople get into wishful thinking. They burn up time on people that are never going to buy. I'd say if there's one thing I did is I qualified early, hard, and I had masterful use of questions. And I would often turn somebody into a buyer that everyone else said there was no way. Are you a consulting business owner seeking a better way to scale to your next million in revenue? Accelerate Sales Podcast features other experts who have cracked the code to predictable revenues with proven sales systems that quickly increase revenue and get you on the fast track back to doing what you do best. Now let's accelerate your sales with today's episode. Welcome to the Accelerate Sales Podcast. If it's your first time and you love what you hear, please subscribe. If you're a regular, we always welcome those reviews, in particular, the iTunes reviews. Please take notes. And believe me, there is so much value in this episode. I know I normally say that, but this one in particular. So take notes. We will transcribe. And what you'll also see me do is looking down because I'm taking notes as well to make sure that I get as much value out of this amazing person as possible. So what are you going to learn? You're going to learn what EOS is and most importantly, the value that it brings to clients. The second thing you're going to learn is how to position yourself in sales. And this is really a masterclass on this. If you're sometimes uncomfortable in sales conversations, you must listen to this. And then the third one is how to run a sales call. And one tip that I've never heard before that's going to absolutely blow your mind. A guest today has generated over a billion dollars in sales themselves. They also scaled and then successfully exited their part of a 89 in the top 500 Inc. company, right? So they've had specific experience themselves, and then they've gone on and helped since 2005. Other people have successful exits that are life-changing. I am so happy to bring you this episode because there is so much value in it. So what I want you to do now is grab a pen, grab your iPad, however you take notes and get ready for this. What I'll do now is hand you over to Eric Albertson. Welcome, Eric Albertson to the Accelerate Sales podcast. Great to have you here, Eric. Delighted to be here, Paul. Look, we've had so many wonderful conversations, but it's time that I've brought those conversations to other people's ears. So very excited to have you on the show today. And why don't we just kick off with uh, who are the clients that uh, you love to serve? EOS has as a target market uh, companies with 10 to 300 employees I tend, based on my history, to go to a larger number of employees, but I want people that are really open-minded, respectful. Uh, they they appreciate what we're doing together. Uh, they, they're frustrated with where they've been, and they've tried a lot of different things. And generally, I don't want to be the first thing they've tried. Uh, they've got to want help. Uh, you know, sometimes I get people that uh, somebody on the team wants the company to do it, but unless the whole team wants to be, wants to help, we don't do it. And then they've got to be willing to be open, honest, and vulnerable, and they've got to be willing to do the work. Uh, and one thing is they truly do have to be an entrepreneurial, meaning there isn't an outside owner that's not in the room uh, and because that doesn't really work. Uh, and then they've really got to want to go somewhere badly. 
uh, to the point that all those other things can be present. Uh, so that's kind of it. And it's a little amorphous to find, but I'm ruthless, unwavering in my commitment that that is present. Otherwise, I just tell them to find somebody else. You know, it's interesting that uh, that has its own tractor beam of appeal when people know I'm as willing or more willing to walk away if, than they might be. Yeah. And I know I briefly mentioned it in the intro about EOS, but for people that have been under a rock or those that haven't heard of uh, EOS, just tell us a little bit about EOS, how it got founded and, and um, uh, a little bit more about what it does. Sure. Uh, a gentleman that I know well by the name of Gina Wickman founded EOS. I'm going to say it's coming up on 20 years now. Uh, entrepreneurial operating system, and he turned around a family business. He was part of the Entrepreneurs Organization, one of the founding members in Detroit, Michigan, and he kept getting asked over and over again to help other clients, other not clients, but other companies grow. And he finally thought, you know, I'm going to just formalize this, make it a business, and then I'm going to make it a book, and then I'm going to make it an organization so I can get leverage. And now it's Worldwide, uh, we add 2,500 new companies a month at least that are doing EOS. And I don't know, we've got probably five, six, seven hundred implementers around the world, of which I'm one. And I'm a certified, which means I do a lot of uh, sessions every year. I frequently do 100 to 120 sessions in a year. And that's an all day session. Yeah, and, and is the book Traction, is that the his key book? Yes, thank you for saying that. He, it's one, it is the figurehead book, but there are currently, I believe, six books in the Traction Library with more coming. And, you know, it's well north of a million uh, copies sold and so on. Yeah, it's definitely the... I. I've got the audio book and I listen to it at least once a year. So it's sort of my go-to. But if, yeah. you, if for those that, um, you know, want to understand a little bit more about the book and I suppose the philosophy of EOS, um, just if you can give us a, a quick, um, quick summary of, in your words, what EOS is and, and what are the, the key elements that uh, are in it? Sure. Well, so... EOS is really a, it's a way for an entrepreneur to get more of what they want from their business and frankly, less of what they don't want. Uh, it's a collection of simple, practical, e easily used, immediately beneficial tools uh, that help a, a company get three things, primarily vision, traction, and healthy. So to begin with, uh, typically any company is uh, at the leadership team, not particularly clear on their vision. In fact, I've never in hundreds of companies had a leadership team that really was clear on the vision, uh, where they are, where they're going, how they're going to get there. They're typically not really making traction against that vision in a daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly, annual fashion. And then they're not doing so in a healthy way. They're anything but a cohesive functional team. And then as goes that leadership team, we get them into vision, traction, and healthy. And then they're pretty soon the whole company's following behind. And there are six key components, vision, uh, there's people, data, issues, 
process and traction. And it's elegant, its main differentiator from everything else is that it's elegantly simple and straightforward to do. And uh, people, I have not had a client that after I left that they stopped doing it. Everybody keeps doing it because it pays early, it pays every step in the way. And over the long haul, people have conviction that they'd be crazy not to do it. So yeah, I love and it. What, and why did you pick EOS in the you know? uh, interesting? I've been I sold my Inc. 500 number 89, my part of it anyway, in uh, 2005, and wanted to go do something to give back after that. And I've been consulting. And one of my clients that we were getting ready to put into a mergers and acquisition cycle to sell said, hey, we read this book, Traction, and it's like you wrote it. Uh, and I thought, well, I got to read that. And I read it and I thought, well, I wish I'd written it. It uh, was so elegant to the point, well-structured and simple. And so I literally quit everything I was doing and just decided to go do that. And I've been thrilled by the impact for my clients. I just had a client uh, last week get their check on a, about a 14 times EBITDA uh, payout in a market that normally is about three to five times multiple of EBITDA for a well-run company. So that's a win-win-win for everybody. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and for those that aren't familiar with the term, earnings before interest and tax is uh, you know one of the key elements. Uh, the sales component right this is accelerate sales podcast and like you said you, you've been on a rocket ship that got you to 89 in the top 500 inc but you've worked with lots of these teams on this methodology but in particular what are some of the key things that you think make a distinction between those companies that you know grow revenue versus the ones that don't well, I'll share a data point with you that I haven't shared before, and that is to my personal name, I've got well over a billion dollars in sales, with my largest single sale being a $100 million single PO, uh, and lots in the 50, 60, and then lots of little stuff, of course, too, early on. But the uh, I would say that probably the number one thing, aside from getting affiliated with a differentiated product. Uh, you know, an EOS doesn't help you get a differentiated product. You, it's EOS is about scaling a business. Uh, if you don't know your market, then you're technically a startup, and EOS isn't for startups, to be clear. But if you've got a differentiated uh, product and you know who your target market is, which most people don't, you've got to know who your ideal client is and why uh, you're a fit for them. And then getting in touch with them without the uh, without behaving like a normal salesperson. Uh, many of my clients would say, you're the king of the takeaway. That is, I'm really looking for fit. And I'm actually, I love the uh, uh, Sandler sales system in many ways. I've used many systems, but I love the Sandler and what they call the pendulum. And that is, you know, I'll ask somebody, why am I here? What are you hoping I can do for you? Uh, what have you tried? Why don't you go with one of those things? I do a lot of takeaways and I don't do that to be manipulative, but I want to get down to what is it they're hoping. And I'm very clear that as I have that dialogue with them, they're often discovering 
their pain with clarity for the first time. And they're discovering, you know, whether or not I'm a fit and I'm completely detached as to whether I'm a fit or not. I just want to discover it because I hate to waste time. And I would say most salespeople get into wishful thinking. They burn up time on people that are never going to buy. I'd say if there's one thing I did is I qualified early, hard, and I had masterful use of questions. And I would often turn somebody into a buyer that everyone else said there was no way. Yeah. And and what are some examples of some of those questions? Uh, Well, you know, it's kind of why me and my offering? Why now? And why in the way we do it? Uh, You know, I actually have, even at this point in my life, uh, my key questions framed on my desk because I never want, even though I can generally recite these and do so reflexively, it's what are your issues? What's the priority? What evidence do you have of the problem? If they don't have any evidence, why are we talking? Go get the evidence. Uh, What's the impact of that? If you were to do something, what does success look like? What's the payoff for that success to you, the other stakeholders, the organization? Who or what else is affected by this? Uh, What's the big picture now, the context you're operating in? What are the roadblocks in the past and that you see today? And then I follow up with an email and say, did I get all that right? And I lay all that out. And one of my other questions is, what are you looking for? And then I'll note all that down and I'll say, are you also looking for a way, boom, 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 to round out my differentiation? Again, I think the number one thing about it is I am detached. And people go, you know, I don't feel like I'm getting sold. I feel like I'm learning an awful lot about my situation and you're a collaborator to help me do that. You're not here to sell me first. Yeah, and and around pricing, obviously for for lots of uh, consultants, you know, pricing is um, is one of the hardest things from a mindset perspective, right? So obviously, you're positioning yourself as the expert there, which you know is is very uh, clear, and I think that's a great way of going about it. In the qualification process, you know, when do you uh, mention the investment, the price, you know, is that one of your early qualifiers to make sure that people uh, have what it, well, well have the financial um, uh, financial ability to, to fund someone like yourself? Yeah. Well, so the way I do it is if they're in my target market, I just assume they can afford it. So that's one thing. And <clears throat> which is, a little on the cheeky side because I'm one of the most expensive EOS implementers in the world. And I charge $10,000 a day. That's over a thousand dollars an hour for what I do. And I've never gotten any resistance to that. I put it in this context though. I say, look, I'll guarantee you that I'll cost you about what a highly qualified administrative assistant, including their benefits cost, but I'll make a bigger difference in the trajectory, the profits and the revenue and the capability of your organization than your highest paid person. So if you want a bigger impact from your highest paid person at about the cost of an admin, I'm your guy. And you're going to stay with me for two years. 
but there is no contract. There is no obligation. In fact, at the end of the session, and every EOS person who's doing it by the book will say this, if you get to the end of a session, you don't feel like you got your money's worth, you don't pay. Uh, and they have to give me a check at the end of each session. And nobody's ever not given me the check. You know, and $10,000 for a day's work, uh, they've got to feel like they moved their business ahead substantially to do that. And they not only do it, they typically do it with me 13 to 14 times over the course of those two plus years. Yeah, great. And and as far as um, when you go in and start to analyse the, the sales, right, are there particular things that you're looking for? So, you know, in a way I, I look at you as like a, a physician, a doctor, you're going in, like you said, you're, you're looking at, you know, asking really good uh, what do they call it? I should know because I've always I've spent so much time in hospital. But you you got the triage at the start of it, which is you know you set up really well. Then what do you go in and what do you look for when you first go into uh, the sales part of the business? Well, um, I start off with the marketing thinking, and that is: Are they clear in the target market? Do they have a list of the people that could buy the product? Ninety-eight uh, percent of the time, they don't. So go get that. The next thing is, what are your three differentiators where there might be a number of people that have one of them, very few that have two, and none that have all three. So if you don't have that, go get that done. And I push them to get make iterations through that until everybody believes it. More importantly, that they've talked to some of their clients and their clients say, yeah, that's, that's it. And then the next thing is, do they show a proven process? Here's how we're going to get you from where you are to where you want to be. Uh, and then the last thing is, if at all possible, and it's possible the vast majority of the time, is to have a guarantee that removes the risk uh, for the client. And if you don't, you really need to think about that because I almost always have people say, ah, we couldn't do that in our business. And yet, uh, I'd say 90% of my clients get to a place where they can do it. Some are a little slower than others, but uh, and that always closes more sales and makes people happier. And almost nobody ever takes a redemption against that. But I can tell you many, many stories. The best thing about it is it's a catalytic function to let you know when you're not delivering as you promised. And that's according to Jim Collins. Yeah, yeah, who uh, always, well, my paraphrasing is uh, be brutally honest about the where you are today and have a clear vision for the future. So um, that was the key <laughs> key saying that I took out of his uh, Good to Great book. Uh, yeah. The You've got the methodology of EOS, but what happens for you as a consultant? Like to EOS, does the brand send you leads? Do you have to go and get your own leads? Obviously, you know, you're at the pinnacle of EOS, but as a normal EOS uh, um, consultant, so to speak, or an implementer, what, what happens? How, how, does, how do you or others, I suppose, get, get those leads into the business? Well, uh, for a new implementer in general, it's, it can be kind of difficult um, because you... And like in a lot of things, you have to kiss a lot of frogs. And without definition of 10 to 300 employees, well, there's millions and millions of 
uh, companies that fit that model. So the uh, we typically get at those people through connectors, people that are what you could call fellow travelers that are are know of people that are looking for help. So you get connectors. So I've done some of that. Uh, I've drunk a lot of coffee uh, with those guys. And by the way, on connectors, one of the biggest things I figured out was uh, if they can't prove to me that they routinely connect other people uh, just because it would be good for those two people, not because it would be good for them, then I never have another cup of coffee with them or another phone call because I don't. I find people aren't going to suddenly become a connector for me when they aren't for others. So I don't waste any time there. But I also just reach out uh, directly to people and. Uh, my business pretty much started off of the back of people I already knew. So I instantly converted some old clients into some new clients. And then uh, they got such great results very fairly quickly that they started talking about it. And I haven't actually had to go look for any business for a long time because all of my business comes now via word of mouth. But to be clear, uh, when I first started, EOS, you couldn't hardly find anybody that had ever heard of EOS before. It's very different now, but back then when I was building my foundation, I would go months between running into anybody that had ever heard of EOS. The other big function that I have and that many others use is I'm a big believer in Vistage, and I'd say uh, at least half of my clients are in Vistage. The Vistage chairs uh, believe in EOS, uh, the entrepreneurs organization, any of those uh, type of organizations typically will have a belief in EOS, as does Dan Sullivan and Strategic Coach. So those are all sources. So fellow travelers are the biggest way we get the first meeting. And then after that, it's a matter of, you know, doing the things I said before. Are they, is this really the right time? Are they in enough pain? And do they meet the other ideal client characteristics? Yeah, look, I really like that point around, you know, have you referred others? So, you know, I, I call it the referrals and often, you know, who goes before your client, who goes after your client is a great way of notifying those people. You say connectors, I say referrers, but, you know, let's call it the same thing. Yeah. And I think the other thing is, you know, tell me one now. So I say to people, you know, if you're in that, you know, let's, you know, some people say a partnership. We're going to join a partnership and it all sounds great. You know, to me, it's always, well, who's one of your clients now that we could go and get this happening with? And I think, you know, I love your point around, have you done it before? And then I think the other one for me is, you know, let's pick someone now. And that's often, like you said, you know, you really want to go hard and qualify people. I think as you've demonstrated today how you do it for clients i think it's really important to do that for partners as well and it sounds like um you're on the exact exact same page um where uh, where do you see the role of um consulting uh in in this complex world is it um you know less in demand more in demand where do you sort of see it going in the next uh you know sort of five years well, one critical distinction is EOS people are not consultants. We are just, we implement the EOS model and we facilitate. So just to be clear, we don't tell anybody what to do ever, and which is what you do in consulting. And I see the role growing 
really rapidly. Uh, it pays so well. People that use EOS grow dramatically better than people that don't use anything and even better than people that try to do it on their own. I have a lot of people that have used other models and failed, or they've tried to do it on their own and failed. And I just tell them, you know, go try it on your own, but tick tock, the, you know, the death rates hold steady at hundred percent. You're most, I have yet to run into anybody who could do it well themselves. And there are so many turns in the road that, uh, that are difficult to make if you even see them and you're in the ditch and you didn't even know it. So, you know, if you want to save that money, by all means, save the money, but you're leaving uh, for every dollar you save, you're usually stepping over a hundred dollar bill to save that. Yeah. And I love the, you know, I've never heard it before where you said, you know, it's the cost of a, you know, a, a good admin resource. I think that was a brilliant way of uh, articulating uh the you know the opportunity gap i suppose so um before we go into the rapid fire section of what i ask you do you think you've got the sales system to get those referrals to double your business and what i've got is a a, a pulse we call it the pulse and you can go and answer the nine questions it'll take you about three minutes but they're nine critical questions and once you've answered those, then there's the opportunity for you and I to work on a plan. It's not a sales call, and I very much follow Eric's uh, approach. It's just helping you identify what those gaps are to get more referrals. So if you go to paulhigginsmentoring.com forward slash pulse, you can answer those nine questions in three minutes. So now we're going to go into the rapid fire section. Eric, are you ready? Oh. Yes, but let me just make a quick comment. Yeah. Getting coaching uh, is, in my book, I pay, I've always paid for that. I've always invested myself. It's, you don't get to the uh, history I've got in selling on your own. It's an illusion. And uh, I just know every time I fork over a dollar, I'm just like my clients, I'm getting $100 back. The exact timing of that isn't always exactly clear, but it's always sooner than I thought. So for whatever it's worth. So yes, let's do the rapid fire. Yeah. And, and just to build on that, I think, you know, often I, you know, look at people who've come out of corporate, they've got a really good uh, business, but they haven't had, you know, 28 years worth of experience. And in my case, you know, I grew up in the Coca-Cola world, which, you know, was uh, like some of the great um, tech brands that you've worked for in the past and built, you know, Coca-Cola knows their sales fairly well. And it, you know, like it just 28 years of experience, you know, if you can buy that at a thousand dollars an hour or $10,000 a day from someone like yourself, you know, you know, yes, you could spend 28 years learning it, but, you know, just to compound that learning in a contextual way, I think is perfect. So I'm like, you always have mentors myself. And I think, you know, that's the difference often between success and not. So rapid fire. So what are some of the daily sales habits that make you successful? Uh, well, the first daily habit is I write out my day's plan for the following day, the night before and the Sunday night before. So I know what I'm going to get done. And my time is blocked in 15 to 25 minute blocks and uh, I execute that plan, and then I review and see how I did, and I'm in constant learning. Uh, and then 
I make my target calls and I don't pre-think what'll happen. I just do it. Just do it. Brilliant. And what's a piece of technology which is essential for you accelerating your sales? Well, I would have to say, you know, I've used all the different uh, CRMs, Salesforce.com, HubSpot, Marketo, all those. I would say those are a big help, but really it's my mobile phone, you know, and I really know how to use my mobile phone. And ironically, a lot of people actually don't know how to use their phone all that well. There's a lot of little details that they just don't really understand. So, Great. And which side of the fence do you see Pardon? Oh, wait, uh, I use an Apple. Apple. Okay. You're on yeah. the good side, according to me. So uh, you mentioned a lot of ways that you collect information, you know, through mentors, et cetera. Uh, for sales specifically, is there any resources that that you go to at the moment that you could uh, share with us to benefit? Yeah, well, certainly, um, uh, you know, using LinkedIn is really useful because it's well-maintained, but the reality is in your target market, uh, going to somebody who's really good at building privately built lists and validating those lists uh, and only getting enough that you can actually uh, actively get into prosecuting those lists, know that data decays at three to 5% a month. So if, and there's nothing worse than calling for somebody who isn't there uh, or having a dead number or a dead email or whatever. So good data is really the critical thing to uh, so that you have no reason to not make that next phone call. And it's just bam, 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 bam. Get somebody who knows what they're doing to do that for you. Don't try to do it yourself. You can waste a lot of time sorting, uh, sorting things. You, ideally, you're just one after another. Great. And, uh, you, you know, you talked about when you did exit or your part exit of the uh, your company, uh, you came into doing this because you wanted to give back. What are some other ways that you give back in life? Uh, I have had typically two people that I've mentored uh, and I've had a number of sources of people that have sent me people to be mentored. Uh, and I typically would mentor for two or three years. But I've done that for 35 years. I've always had a couple of people I've been mentoring all the time. There's no cost in that uh, for the people that I have chosen. And now I onboard people to doing EOS. I always have a couple of people I'm onboarding. And it's a hard road for some to get up and get through what I call the valley of death uh, to getting to where they're good and they're making a living. And I'm happy to say really everybody that's been involved in my direct mentoring program is doing quite well. Thank you. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant. Well, the last question is around an action that we can take today. So what is one sales action out of all the wisdom that you've shared today that we can do to 10 times our business? Well, I would say that uh, getting clear, EOS can provide you with a personal plan, a version of their vision traction organizer but getting that down specifically uh, and getting your next quarter, your next year, your next three years, your long term down into smart format so you know what you want. And uh, at the very least, looking at that every day, knowing that your brain is a neutral engine, whatever you put into it, you'll get back out. 
And my best clients rewrite that every day in by hand because they understand the power of their brain. And so the final thing is when you've got a question or something that's stalling you, uh, write it down the night before and put it by your bedside and your brain will work on it and give you an answer. Uh, and I guess the final thing is there's a book called Tiny Habits. Uh, and, you know, that's a killer book. I think James Clear's Atomic Habits are also good, but you are your habits. So become clear on what it takes for you to get into action because no action, no results. That's yeah. brilliant. So that's it. Well, look, it's been an absolute joy having you on today. I've enjoyed all of our conversations, but like I said at the start, I'm so glad that we're sharing this one with all of our listeners, meaning you out there. So uh, you can find out more at uh, eosworldwide.com. And uh, like Eric said, you know, why, you know, try to, you know, I, I call it the highway of success. So, you know, why take so many side routes and detours? Why not uh, get a, a system that's proven it works? There's two and a half thousand people a month that are, that are going to it. So why don't you uh, go and have a look at it? And I highly recommend the book by uh, Gina Wickman as well, which will have the links to that and everything in the show notes. So it's been absolute a pleasure having you on today, Eric. Likewise, Paul. All the best to you and all of your listeners. Take care. What a wonderful interview with Eric. I promised up front that it was going to be great, and I hope that it met every one of your desires. So what I learned from the podcast, and really after I spoke to Eric, he just um, gave me another component to that VA. So I love how he, or the admin, how he positioned himself. It's going to cost you about an admin person, but then the benefit you're going to get is material. But he also talked about anchoring it. So anchoring it to, you know, what are you paying your top paid person. So let's say it might be, you know, $750,000 a year. I'm going to give you more value than what they contribute to the business for the price of an admin person. So I think the way that he's, he linked that, so that's the final piece for you. So you do it in your way, but I think it was brilliant. So I'd love for you to actually move your learning not into action this time, but to into implementation because that's what Eric helps people do. And I want you to go and share one thing that you've taken from this amazing episode with Eric. Share it on his LinkedIn profile. Also share it as a post mentioning him. That would be fantastic. And it's a small price to pay for the wisdom that he shared today. There's also all the links in the show notes, so about uh, the book, traction, et cetera, that'll be all in there for you, and there's the transcription as well. Also, I'd love for you, given how valuable this episode was, is to share it with one, 10, or maybe 100 people and be the sales hero for them, okay? They will love you for sharing this. Also, if you want to know the gap between your current sales system and one that's going to give you referrals, or as Eric said, connectors, just go to paulhigginsmentoring.com forward slash pulse. Please take action to accelerate your sales. I'm fired up after today's episode. What about you? But hey, before you go, learning is just one piece of the puzzle. Now it's time to put today's strategy into action. Head over now to today's show page at paulhigginsmentoring.com forward slash podcast. 
and share how you'll put it into action. Be sure to head over to your favorite podcast platform and subscribe, rate, and review the show. Tell me what your favorite episode is. And don't wait one minute more to gain access to your pulse check at paulhigginsmentoring.com. This could be the difference between struggling to get more leads and making this next quarter your best one yet.